Game day is finally here for the Arizona Coyotes on the road to face the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got a lot to get to on this first official game day portion for the third season of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. I just said this is the third season of Locked on Coyotes. I just realized it's actually the fourth. It's my third season of Locked on Coyotes. Um, so, And my second. And Carl's second. Uh, what a great time it is. We are... Uh, glad to be with you all as we get ready for another Arizona Coyote season, even though we are ready for another tank year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wrote the first uh, game preview on Five for Howling, and it was one of those things where I, I always want to talk about the excitement of a new season because it's a very exciting time. It's great to be able to watch hockey again. Uh, but there's no denying that the Coyotes are going to be absolutely horrible again this year. Oh, absolutely. And this is gonna, it's not going to make things too much easier, you know, starting on the road, starting um, a pretty long road trip. I think they're not going to be back um, home for a couple games until, like, uh, what, two weeks from now? So, the 28th. So over two weeks from now, it's going to be the home opener against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh they will be playing 20 of their first 24 games on the road. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely brutal, so prepare for it. Prepare for it. But we got a game today. Arizona Coyotes and Pittsburgh Penguins. You said you wrote the initial preview. No, what are your initial thoughts about this game? Uh, my initial thoughts are uh, it's going to be great to see Clayton Keller return uh, and be back on the ice. And that's probably the only bright spot that we have. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins made a couple of like changes to their defensive core. Um, they still have, you know, solid players in Crosby and Malkin. They got a couple players coming up. Uh, I do not like the Coyotes' chances for this one, especially since they uh, lost all their preseason games. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Especially because here's the interesting thing to me. And like, obviously, I don't consider Pittsburgh to be no, no like a um a that a good team anymore. But they're 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 a team that's trending down, but they're not bad yet. Yeah, they they are like kind of at that stage where they are consistently either making the playoffs or like possibly a, a wild card team. Uh, but they're not the upper echelon. Uh, I think that was kind of one of the you know, things that came about with the talk about whether or not they resign uh, Malkin. Like, is this really in the, the best long-term interest of the team or should they start, you know, I don't know, a rebuild? Should they do something? 
but you know they're still leaps and bounds better than the Coyotes. Apple, absolutely. I mean, like the Coyotes, like you look at the roster, and it's just like, does this team really belong <laughs> with uh, you know a lot of these a lot of talent? I hate to say it. I mean, like I really do, but I mean, like I mean, I'm not gonna get like it's. I hate to say that alongside the fact that we're talking about a team that does have Clayton Keller, but you know Nick Schmal have some pretty players. Yeah, it's like yeah. The Coyotes have you know a solid top line um, that's going to get a lot more attention this year um, than it did last year. I think for the second time in his career, people underestimate Clayton Keller. Uh, that is no longer going to be the case. But beyond that, it's a lot of like, huh? I guess you could maybe form a decent third line out of these players, but not really too much beyond that. Um, it's, it's it's not going to be good. Now, the Coyotes' roster is full of some younger players like Jack McBain, Barrett Hayton, uh, who you hope to see improve over the next couple of years, um, and then some you know solid players like Lawson Krause, Nick Ritchie, um, and as you mentioned, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. Like, that's just not enough. And I think when you look at the blue line, it's also not enough. Yeah, it, it's it, it's not enough. I mean, that's not part of being a team that's, you know, built to essentially try to get the first overall pick again. Yeah. I mean, it, it's part of a team that is built to facilitate getting draft picks. Uh, I think is kind of one of the ways to look at it, like because the Coyotes are are very keen on taking a player like you know a Zach Cassian who isn't necessarily going to do too much, but getting a pick with him, and that kind of leads to a, a team being constructed like the Coyotes. Um, it is, I think, funny that they are not even guaranteed to be the worst team this league or this season, though. Like looking at the Coyotes roster as it is, it's bad. Uh, but there's maybe like a couple other teams that finish below them. Absolutely, absolutely. In just a moment, we're going to go on to some of the starting to, to the starting lineup. Go through uh, who's starting for the Arizona Coyotes. Who you know who what's on the line to break things down. Give our thoughts about it. And then we're also going to give our predictions brought to you by Bet Online in just a moment. But first, a word from Carl. So I do have a message from our friends at Bet Online because BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. You can find the latest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf, and hockey, the sport that we're about to start watching this season. Head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts.
All right, so now let's get to the starting lineup. Carl um, posted this. Um, Craig Morgan, obviously, paying attention to the morning skate in, in Pittsburgh. So he's got, uh, you know, he's got his uh, his finger on the pulse, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the starting here's the starting lineup for forwards for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Keller, Boyd, and Schmaltz once again at that top line. I guess no surprise there, as we talked about before. Richie, Bukestad, Michelli on the second. Kraus, Hayton, third, and uh, Fisher on the third. Liam O'Brien, Jack McBain, and Zach Cassian on the fourth. Yep. Do you want to talk about that or do the defensive pairings first? Um, let's go ahead and can, let's, let's go finish it off, I guess. Okay. Defensive pairings, Mosier and Stetcher on the top. Gothisbear and Brown at two. Mayo and Timmons at three. With the starting goaltender as Corral Bejamelka. So I got to say that fourth line is extremely heavy. O'Brien, McBain, and Cassian. uh, That's three guys I would not want to meet on the ice. Uh, But also definitely not the most skilled line. So I can see that going very badly if they are put up against the wrong line of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm thinking they're going to get used pretty sparingly. Yeah, it's gonna. It's. I think that line is gonna be really interesting. That fourth line. It's gonna. I think there's gotta be a name. You know, a funny name for that line, especially with you know Cassie and O'Brien right there. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Cassie and O'Brien. Yeah, and, and you get the the McBain potential. Uh, he's he's pretty nice. Uh, I I don't know. I we will. Do you think we're going to see a lot of that line? Like, do you think O'Brien is going to play like between fifty and sixty games this year? Ah, it's hard to say. It really is hard to say. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, we saw him like get, like not play that much last year, but like he, he still. I mean, he still showed up to quite a few games, but like obviously injury kind of also played into effect. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I think definitely stands out is the lack of Dylan Gunther. Yeah, I was going to mention that. It is does stand out. Dylan Gunther um, not projected to start in this game. Obviously, things can change. There's, there can be a game time decision um, before the you know official lineup card is submitted by the coaches. Um, but based off our projections, yeah, it's really interesting that from morning skate that he wasn't there. I do feel like the Coyotes, like their first three opponents, because after this they're playing Boston and Tampa Bay. Um, like those are, or no, Boston and Toronto. Sorry, um, those are you know three pretty solid teams. Like maybe they wait, start them next week against the Montreal Canadiens, like a softer competition. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure. I, I don't think that this is going to be a situation where they just like keep him around for for no reason. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to get to his nine games relatively quickly. But you know, not really a sense in like throwing him right to the wolves right away. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a discussion that you know probably also having with Andre Tourini. He's like, okay, you know, like you made the you made the starting roster, but you still need this to be in the starting lineup. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially. Right. He's like, all right, you're here, but I need this much more from you to make a game. Yeah. I mean, Gunther is not a player that's anticipated to be on the team for the full season. So no. he, he is constantly going to, need to prove himself. Like there's, you know, no sense in, in giving up right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, looking at the defense, though, actually, you know, before that, obviously, Matias Michelli on the second line. Yeah. Loving it. Loving it. Yeah. Michelli, Richie, that could be an interesting combination. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen Bukestad play enough, so it'll be it'll be cool to see what he could bring out. Um, of all of the lines, it feels like that second line is going to be the least consistent line that the Coyotes have. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts. Because, yeah. because I mean, I guess just because of you know new players coming in and out. Because the third line is very is like you know we know those people. We know like 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 okay, that that's where like it they, it looks like it fits there. You know, Kraus, Hayton, and Fisher. It's like okay, I like it. I like. I mean, I do see Hayton eventually moving up to be the top line center, but that's probably only like a couple months away. Boyd and Keller and Schmaltz just had so much chemistry last season. Like, don't you mess with that. No, you don't take it. Like, especially of how they ended the year. Like, you don't want to take it away. Yeah, but uh, Hayton is definitely the more skilled center. So I think he's going to claim his spot sooner or later. Sooner than later, like I think they'll practice, they will uh, check it out and see in practices as much as they yeah. can. I, I think by at least February he is going to be full time there, but that's still like four months off. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But we'll keep an eye out and see how see how things play out with uh, with those lines. But again, anyways, let's get to those defensive pairs once again. I can talk about the, um, you know, taking a look at, you know, some surprises, things that you, you know, like. I like seeing Mosier, Carl, mm-hmm. and the top pair. That, that's a really interesting one. Um, unfortunately, like the defensive pairings, it's like three people who were pretty well established last season and three people who weren't. Uh, Stetcher and Brown were recent additions. Timmons was hurt and missed most of the season. Um, but you know, Mosier definitely seems like of those three, probably the one you would put on the top line. He's got a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of, you know, swagger. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he could do. Cause he's going to have to match up against some of the toughest competition. And that's like, eh. yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really interesting. Um, I mean, like Mosier impressed, right? He's been impressive um, when since he came up from Tucson. It's just like, you know, now is this really test of how it can translate. And, yeah. I, and for being the top pair, like, dude, like I, I don't know about decision, but I like it. I'm for it. Yeah, I would maybe put Gosses Bear in the top pair. Uh, I, I will say, like, the Coyotes' lines and pairings, uh, first of all, these are unofficial from, from Craig Morgan, uh, watching the practice skate 
Um, but, you know, I, I'm reminded of the time that Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz were put on the fourth line under Tockett, and they still played the same amount of minutes. They were just the fourth line. Uh, like, the Coyotes have always been pretty fluid with what their lines mean. Yeah, I mean, the, the Tonka era was very weird in how the lines worked. It's a little bit more consistent, I think, it seemed like in the Torani era so far. Yeah. Right? It actually made a little bit more sense. But if you're looking at these three pairings, like, how do you rank them in terms of, like, I mean, it's. Not, I don't think it's even necessarily a ranking on skill when it comes to these pairs. It's you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's. I mean, of course, it, it, in some ways it is because you have to trust this person. You know, you have to trust, you know, the top pairing to go up against like the, you know, some of the best forwards in the world. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really, you know, based off what's going on in practice, and I haven't been. I haven't been to um any of them yet this year which i'm planning on going to more practices this year um barring any difference in work schedules but you know i want to pay attention to those because and i think that will make a huge difference yeah uh i should note that uh looks like uh yusuf elameki um is the one with visa issues so he will not be able to play uh, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, I think we initially, before the show, uh, thought Ingram had the problem. He did not. Uh, it's good old Yuso. Uh, I think him coming in could definitely stabilize this blue line in a way that the, it's not. I, I do not have much confidence in, in these three pairings, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, yeah, no, that absolutely. The, the, the confidence level is low. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of like, oh, this is a really interesting decision. I'm for it because I'm like, you know what? I liked what I saw from Mosier previously. And I like, you know, um, I want to see more from Gossip Spirit. I think keeping him at the second pair is like healthy for him. Because I think that's what it was like most of last year. Um, the, the second pair defenseman role seems to work really well for a player like Gosses Fair because you're not getting the top competition. So you're like able to like, just kind of like feed off the lower competition. If you're an offensive guy like Gosses Fair, mm-hmm. I, I think that plays out really well. Um, honestly, the, the pairing that I think could potentially be the, the biggest for the Coyotes moving forward, maybe Mayo and Timmons just because, like we don't know what Timmons is going to be, but he is a highly tired prospect. He could, you know, very well make a difference in this league. Um, Mayo, I think, was a bit more defensive. He was kind of like the AHL player to come up who I think had the most stabilizing presence. Um, no offense to Mosier, I thought he he definitely brought a lot, but. I, I I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of Mayo Timmons uh, in the next couple of games. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see. Um, I hope to be able to see more from Timmons this year because, Hopefully, yeah, yeah. because we didn't get that last year. And we're just like, Oh no. Yeah, absolutely. With you a hundred percent on that one. 
Absolutely. And then uh, and then finally, goaltender, once, as I mentioned, Kovalvej Malka getting his first official start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see what uh, what that's going to look like. You know, what has he been working on? How is, you know, are we going to see vintage Kovalvej Malka from what we saw a lot, some of it last year where we had saved like 47 saves? Um, it's hope, let's hope he doesn't have to do that, really. But I mean, for this game, it seems likely. Um <laughs> oh. But uh, he he didn't do great in preseason, which has me a bit concerned. But I I do think that you know he's a solid enough player. He can, you know, if he he could be a part of this Coyotes rebuild, and you know he should have the shot. He has been with the team the longest. Like the team just acquired goaltender uh, Connor Ingram, so. No reason to like put him in when he doesn't know the system, doesn't know the players in front of him, doesn't necessarily have that. So, so give Vimelka the shot and uh, knock on wood, he has a good game. Yep, we will absolutely hope on that. Um, in just a moment, we are going to talk about the uh, predictions. We're going to give our predictions of this game from our friends at Bet Online. First, I want to get let you guys know that throughout this season. On a select number of games, we are going to be doing live post-game coverage of the uh, of these games. I know we did some last year. Carl and I are going to go back to doing these again, um, as again on select games. But be sure to pay attention to when those games are all season long. But let's go ahead and get on to our predictions. Courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, looking at the odds, Carl. Let, we are looking at it right now. Arizona Coyotes, point and a half underdogs at plus 130, plus 326. So minus 375 for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So pretty heavy favorites. Total points, six and a half. Six and a half seems high, uh, especially for the first game. Uh, but that, that does seem reasonable uh if i'm being <laughs> fair ah uh, wh- why don't you give your prediction first you're the be- you're the better i am the better um so i'm interested to see how this one's gonna work i like i said i'm hopeful for the coyotes to show that you know give us some glimpse into glimpse into what we are to expect Obviously, get the absence of Dylan Gunther and you know a couple others. Like I am, just like still a little skeptical on what this team's going to look like for this first game. Pittsburgh Penguins, they're still you know a fringe, fringe playoff team. Coyotes, a bottom team. Uh, I don't think the Coyotes can cover that point and a half. I think it's going to be a forty-two uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game. So so don't let it cover, and it's going to be under. See, I was going to go 4-2 Pittsburgh, too. Uh, I think the Coyotes are going to come out early. I think they're going to maybe get, like, an early goal. But Pittsburgh is going to retake control of it and and just kind of establish themselves. Uh, I'm always hesitant of, like, you know, something we saw a lot last year. The second period collapse, the third period collapse. So I I, I don't think the Coyotes are going to be completely shut out. But I think they're going to, you know, not be able to overcome themselves. Let me say that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, 
you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, the because, like you said, both of us predict four to two, and it's only the start of the season, right? So, like, we could like I think the start of the season, Carl, I think is the hardest when it comes to betters because we don't. A lot of us haven't seen very many games yet because preseason isn't available to everybody. Yep. Um, practices aren't available to everybody. So we don't know the strength, the true strength of these teams until they hit the ice for the first time this season. And this is the first time both of these teams, you know, teams are going to be hitting the ice this season. Yeah. Also, like, just you know, preseason isn't available for everyone. It's also not the best indicator of success. Uh like yeah, people aren't necessarily trying as much. Like the the I star mean, players aren't playing as much. Uh, like you really need to play the games before you actually know. I uh, mean, let's compare to last year, Carl, where the where the uh, Coyotes only lost like what one preseason game. I mean, that sounds right. I don't pay attention because preseason is is pretty meaningless. Um, it's. It's definitely like the Coyotes shouldn't have confidence going into this game, but that's also like kind of the the moment where you s- surprise your opponent. Like you come out with more energy than they thought. Like you take a commanding lead early on. Like good things can happen. Like nobody knows what this Coyotes team is going to be. Nobody knows like what the defense is going to be, and every single player on the ice has something to prove. Absolutely. Absolutely. One more thing I do want to talk about, you know, from our, you know, regarding Bet Online, Carl, is, you know, it was, uh, we at, as a network have been making videos about, you know, over under for total points, right? Um, yeah. I want to get your opinion on the Coyotes total, um, because I talked about it on on our uh, game to name, game to game video, our locked on now video, but it's, uh, so the, Coyotes are, the, of course, the tied for the worst. Sure. On um, projections, sixty-five and a half points. Okay. Do you want me to say whether or not I think they'll be over or under? Yes. I think under. I think they're going to be under sixty-five and a half. I could see sixty-four. I mean, yeah, that's the thing too. I was because I was also taking into consideration what happened last year, right? They finished at fifty-seven points last year, yeah, which was yeah. bad. I mean, they're not going to be that bad this year, but they're still going to be bad because they still want to get the, you know, that tank for tank hard for Bedard sweepstakes, yeah. Um, and it's where I I was looking at like sixty-two, sixty-three. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think the Coyotes could probably have gotten more points if Clayton Keller hadn't been hurt at the end of the year, if Lawson Cross hadn't been hurt. Like, the Coyotes missed so much time due to injuries. Um, but I also see this as a team that's going to be getting worse as the deadline approaches, as they ship out players like Jacob Chikrin, uh, Shane Gossespierre, whoever has a pulse and uh you know another team wants to take a fly on in order to you know work hard to to get the rebuild going probably we're gonna start to see some like decent improvement next season um and then the season after that 
hopefully it continues to improve. But I, I don't think they're going to make that big of a jump between year one of the rebuild and now year two. Absolutely, absolutely. Any final thoughts about this game you want to share before we close things off? I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to see meaningful hockey again. Uh, so throughout the year, I'm just going to, you know, anytime it seems rough, I'm going to just remember that. And I think they <laughs> should too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes. On Instagram at Locked On Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lock On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>